Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of The Gun Show. I think that's what we called it. Uh, it's My name's Tarek. It hasn't changed. Uh, and with me are Cornet and Gaz. Hi. Hello, Cornet Hello. and Gaz. And what we're going to be chatting about today or tonight or this afternoon or whatever time you choose to listen to this is how to get involved in shooting as a sport. So if you know we've we've all had lots of discussions. Lockdown's been one of those times where lots of people have had lots of time to look at YouTube videos and surf the interwebs and talk to people and go, oh, this is so awesome! I want to do this, and then they start making the excuses about why they can't. So we're here to help you get rid of those excuses and waste as little time and money as possible because you're going to waste lots of time and money going forward. Uh, but to waste as little time and money as possible going into this. Thank you, T. That makes sense. Um, yep. So just following on what Tarek said, we, we hear from people all the time who are really keen on getting involved in some form of shooting, whatever they choose or whatever their, their primary interest is. Um, but there are always some excuses that are holding them back. Um, there There's the time and expense argument, which is very real for some people, but isn't the, the time at least isn't a real argument for most people. You can make time for this. Uh, as far as expense, there are ways of not making it cheap, but at least making it accessible for yourself where you can actually compete even if you can't compete perhaps with the frequency that you would like. Um, some people just simply don't know where to go. They don't know someone involved in the sport that they're interested in. And they would really like to get started, but they have just, there's no guidance for them um, and no, no place for them to really go to ask about this stuff. Um, and then finally, lots of people are being held back by the gear argument where I don't have this piece of kit or I can't afford that piece of kit. And as a result, I'm not going to start the sport until I can, which is absolute rubbish. Um, you can shoot what you've got right now um, and have a world of fun learn a lot, and then once you have a better idea of the sport that you are interested in shooting, you can spend money in a sensible way where it helps you, as opposed to spending a lot of money up front on gear that you find out at the end of the day is useless for the sport that you're looking at. That dude on the internet lied. Kaz, have you got... Uh, yeah, so I think just from the um, shooting side of things, getting involved, uh, find a sport that you, seems to grab your interest and then try and get out to one of the matches. Uh, the guys will be more than willing for you to try and be involved in watching a match go on, what the guys are doing, how it all works. And then from there, you can decide what you enjoy. From there, get involved, work with what you have, and then you'll progress as you see fit. So let's let's expand on that a little bit and, and let's start with, with a couple of, of myths or a couple of things that you're going to hear. Um, one, no matter what anyone tells you, sports shooting is not going to get you killed on the streets. Uh, so don't let that silliness stop you getting shooting. The other thing to bear in mind is, as to which sport is the best, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter what sport you shoot as long as you go find one and get started. You're not married to it. You don't have to select a sport and get the tattoo and swear fealty and say you're going to shoot nothing else for the rest of your life. Go try something. Maybe you shoot it for a year. Maybe you shoot it for 20 years. Maybe you shoot it twice. Uh, you're not going to know until you try it. You're not going to know by watching videos on the internet or reading articles in magazines if you're old like me. Uh, 
what you need to do is you need to go do it and you may you may move along you may grow outgrow it or you may lose interest you may decide that you'd actually rather go do something completely different but you're not going to know until you try it so that's a really important thing to bear in mind that you, you're going to find and, and i'm sure this is something that's going to come up quite often in this chat shooters as a rule are the nicest people you'll ever meet uh, some of them may be sarcastic and, and uh, as, as, <coughs> sorry, let me try that in English and uh, abrasive from time to time. But as a general rule, if shooting is one of the sports where you will never find as many people who want to help you uh, get involved and compete as, as you'll ever see in your life. It, it's, it's a sport where you can walk up to a national champion and ask him questions. As a, and as a general rule, unless he's not shooting a stage or something silly, He'll take some time and, and, and help you through. Uh, I've I've seen shooters at who are fighting to win a national match, where one of these had some equipment failed, the other one replaced that for him, gave him a replacement piece of kit so he could finish the match, knowing that the guy was his biggest competitor, and the guy ended up winning the match. And that is the that's the spirit you're going to find with sports shooters. Sports shooters want you involved; they want to help you. So don't be embarrassed. Don't be scared. Go out, do it, and try it. Try, try. Go watch a few matches. See, see what's interesting, and 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 see what appeals to you. Just uh, to to pick up from that, um, shooters really are the nicest people you will meet. Um, I have never been a part of a community where everyone is as willing to help you to the point where I have shot someone else's magazine off of their actual rig that they were shooting in the match because my magazines weren't working. Like he was shooting the stage, cleaning the mags for me, handing them to me, let me shoot the stage with his gear and then taking them back and shooting the next stage. I mean, that's, that's a level of uh, commitment to helping you succeed that I haven't had in pretty much anything else that I've been involved in my life. Um, sure, there's a lot of nice people in, in other sports, but no one is willing to the, the extent that I've seen shooters do it to help each other. And th they really do want to help you succeed. Um, something else is th there, there's a little bit of a sort of barrier to entry where guys feel that they are not sufficient. They don't have the base skill required in order to, to start in sport shooting, whatever your chosen discipline is. Um, and I understand that, like I, I mentioned in the previous episode, at one stage I couldn't hold a group to save my life even at really short distances, and now I'm very far from the greatest shooter, I'm not even the greatest shooter in this podcast, I'm like the third greatest <laughs> in this podcast. Um, I seldom, after, I guess I've been competing for about three years, I seldom walk onto a stage now where there is a shot that I feel I can't make. You occasionally walk on and there are shots that are intimidating, uh, but I, I seldom walk onto stages now where I think, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know where to go with this. I can't do this. That fear has been completely taken away by shooting a couple hundred batches um, and interacting with shooters and seeing some of the best shooters that I have ever met choke on the stage. Like it happens to all of us, absolutely all of us. Um, the difference between the truly great shooters and the guys who give up and never come back is the great shooters continue. 
they'll have a bad stage, but they come back from it really solid uh, because like it was one stage we can get past this and they come back swinging. The guys who don't come back are the guys who let silly failures uh, dissuade them from continuing in the sport. Don't do that. Come back. People are going to make fun in, in nice, friendly fashion. That happens on the shooting range. It's part of building character. It's part of building sort of team spirit. Um, but no one means that in a bad way. Uh, they're, they're not trying to break you down. They're trying to cheer you up and they're trying to build you up. They will be there to give you advice and help you come back from that stronger. Um, so, so don't let a joke on the shooting range or a failure in whatever you're doing stop you from coming back. You can come back from it. You can get better. Uh, and you'll learn a level of firearms proficiency that you don't get anywhere else. And worst no case way. scenario, you'll gain a nickname for life. Exactly. Like, and the nicknames aren't even that bad. I mean, you could be Captain Calibration for all you know. And like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there is a story behind that. We won't cover it in this one. We might cover it in a future one, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other things to consider is that we all started shooting at the beginning we all started at the beginning stages where we weren't sure what we were doing exactly we weren't sure if we could make the shots and if you don't learn from the mistakes you make in the beginning and throughout that progress you're not going to learn anything you're not going to gain anything in the competition so if you do make a mistake accept that mistake and learn from it so that you can get better with it if you don't do that you're going to battle, and everybody starts at the beginning. It doesn't matter who you are. It's, so it's one of the biggest uh, things we, we come across is people have this weird idea that they have to get good enough before they can they can start. And as long as you're safe, you're good enough. Uh, you know, you, you don't learn how to swim by getting good enough at swimming in the tennis court before you jump in the water. Uh, you need to get into So as long as you're safe... It, it's an important thing to bear in mind that safety, safety you know, we, we're dealing with dangerous things. The, the consequences of something going wrong with a gun are, are a little bit more serious than with a tennis racket. Uh, but after that, no one cares how good you are. You know, it's, it's, if you're a new shooter at a match, it, this, and this hurts a lot of feelings and it's not meant to, you're not going to win. Chances are, if you've never shot a match in your life before and you go to a match, you're not going to win and you're probably going to see shooting like you've never seen in your life before. You're going to see guys do things that you probably don't think is, didn't think was possible. And, and if you keep up at it, one day you're going to be that guy doing things that are impossible or, or not if you don't want to. It doesn't really matter. But what, what's really important is you need to get started. No one, no one is going to care about how good or bad you are. Uh, they, they're going to remember you if you're unsafe and they're not, not going to want to shoot with you. But if you're safe and you take five times longer than everyone else to shoot the stage or whatever your sport requires or you, 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 you hit zero out of 25 players, you might get, a, as Tone said, you might get a bit of good-natured ribbing, but no one is going to care. No one is going to think less of you because everyone's going to be there. What people are going to be glad is that you're there. Um, and and that's, that's the important thing. So just carrying on from that, um, the, the ribbing that you're going to get for doing something that is comical, um, build character and build friendships. Um, 
I, I generally have the worst reputation for remembering people's names. They introduce themselves to me and like it goes in the one ear and goes out the other. For some reason, that doesn't typically happen on the shooting range uh, because like you, you associate something that a person has done with that person and you remember them. Uh, it, it builds fantastic friendships and you'll, for the sport that we shoot at least, other sports might have slightly different arrangements with Everyone shows up a little bit early for the match because there's sort of administrative stuff that needs to happen. And people stand around talking to each other uh, like old friends, even though they might only see each other on the shooting range ever. Uh, they're truly interested in each other and they're truly interested in what's going on in your life, um, how you are, are you prepared for this match, are you ready, are you feeling confident, is there something I can help you with? Um, it, it's, it's a fantastic experience. Um, so... The question is then, how do you get started? Do you go to an internet forum and say, I want to shoot X, Y, Z, what do I buy? Uh, or do you do the more sensible thing where you find out when a club match is happening in your local area and make arrangements to actually go and see the people who really compete? Unfortunately, the internet has a habit of having people who don't actually do these things. Um, they may have done them once or twice, but they don't do them on a regular enough basis to be the people that you should be going to for advice. Much better idea, go to the range, make arrangements. Even if you can't compete in your first time because you don't have a gun yet, uh, you're waiting for a license or a competency, whatever, you can show up and go and see what the sport is about. And you're going to learn a lot more from observing and from direct contact with shooters than you're ever going to learn on the internet talking to someone in the forum who might just be taking the piss out of you. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's unfortunately, a lot of people who may, may not necessarily be, be, be deliberately dishonest, but, but sometimes on the internet, people like to pretend they know a little bit more than they do. Sometimes the guy in the gun shop likes to pretend he knows a little bit more than he does. Uh, the best advice I can give you is if you want to go, don't buy anything. Make sure you've got decent eye protection and decent ear protection because you're going to need that no matter what you do. Um, and that's a whole other discussion, but you buy a $5 helmet for a $5 head. Um, look after your eyes and ears. They, they, you've only got the one set. Go to a match and see what's happening. See what appeals. You know, you, you may have looked at a sport on the internet and thought, this, I want to shoot IPSC more than anything in the world. You go to a match and you go, that's a lot of running around and up and down. That doesn't really appeal to me. But this PRS thing, that that actually looks pretty cool because, you know, it's it, or whatever sport. Uh, Go have a look before you buy the wrong kit, before you go out and you're, you're 25,000 Rand in the hole or 50,000 Rand or 100,000 Rand or 5,000 Rand, whatever. You've spent all this money, you've bought this gear and you go to the range and you discover you don't like that sport, you don't like that division, you don't like that gear. Uh, and now, and this is where the South African thing becomes really important. You know, in, in some countries, you go to the gun shop and you say, I don't like this one, give me another one. Here, even if you can financially afford to go buy another gun that Monday, you're not going to see it for at least three or four weeks. Uh, so, so, so don't don't make the mistake up front. Learn from other people. Um, ask people and and try and ask people who who know what they're talking about, um, and not just necessarily people who who want to talk. Uh, some, sometimes they're both. Sometimes they're one. Sometimes they're the other. Uh, Ask around, have a look around, see see what people are doing. Yeah, I think you 
when you're getting involved, um, an important part of doing it is determining what sport's going to suit you and what you want out of it the most. Um, regarding e equipment, I think the best thing is when you're on the range and you're getting a feel for those sports that you're looking at, speak to a number of people who are on the range about the equipment and what you need. The more people you speak to, the bigger amount of information you're going to have, and you should get some common denominators that are going to point you in the correct direction. Normally, that's probably which way it's going to go. So just keep an open mind with it, research it, and speak to as many people as you can. Um, shooters, whether they know it or not, they're going to be as honest as they know how to be with what information they have. They'll be as honest as they can be with what they have. So that's basically going to cover that for you. So on continuing on the, the equipment front, um, don't set your heart on a piece of equipment up front. Uh, I've, I've had quite a few conversations with people who are interested in a very specific firearm. Uh, and then they try and find a sport for that firearm. Or they try and make it work in a sport that that thing is not meant to be used in. Um, Got to understand that uh, if you're going to shoot what you have, if you're going to shoot your carry gun, that is fantastic. You're getting more training repetitions in with the thing that you actually carry than most people will ever get if you shoot sport with it. But the moment that you start taking sport more seriously and you're investing in equipment for sporting purposes, you're not looking for the cool thing that your heart wants. You're looking for the thing that makes sense for what you're trying to do. Uh, and that is absolutely critical. Sometimes a 10,000 Rand pistol is the answer. Um, that I guess. Exactly. Gaz is, is like exactly. proof of this. That 100,000 Rand pistol looks fantastic, but that might not be what you need despite the fact that your heart goes, ooh, pretty, 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 um, you, you need to be realistic in um, setting expectations both financially and performance-wise, and you want to get what is best for you to perform in the sport, not what looks the best or what makes you look the coolest or the richest or the whatever. Like, we're not trying to be pimp daddies, even though that's pretty cool. It's all for the grams. Um, realistically show up shoot what you've got for the first while as long as it's legal in the competition that you're shooting you're going to have no problem with it for your first year and a half maybe two years in most sports your equipment is not what's holding you back there is just so much to learn and so much that you don't understand and don't know that you don't understand because you've never been exposed to it um, there's so much to learn that equipment is not your crutch I think that ties in really nicely with, with one of the concerns that seems to come across with a lot of people. One is that, and it's something we, we hit on a little bit earlier, this is going to be really expensive. This is going to take all my time. This is going to be, and that you're going to determine how much of that applies to you. Uh, some people are, are in it to shoot the guns a little bit. So it's going to cost you the cost of a club membership or an association membership and some rounds. And, and, and for you, that might mean that every three months you toddle onto a club shoot and you go have a shoot and you have a laugh and you have a bra with your mates afterwards. And don't let anyone tell you that there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you want to do, that's awesome. And if that fits your time and your budget, um, that's awesome. 
it may not be what what I want or Gaz wants or Kune wants, um, but if that if that works for you, I'll tell you now you're you're ahead of the guy who's not shooting or the lady who's not shooting. Um, you your your degree of inter of 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 involvement, your degree of of financial sort of ruin that's going to come from the sport or whatever sport you choose is going to be chosen by you. Uh, and it's an important thing to, there's no judgment in that. I had a really interesting discussion with a mate of mine recently who lives in Europe, who he's, he's a really good dude. He has an interest in shooting. Um, he wants to shoot a little bit of this. He wants to shoot a little bit of that. He, he wanted to try and make his country's team. We had a long chat and he was, he, he kind of came to the conclusion that he liked the idea of that. He didn't want the commitment of that. And that was perfectly good. So what he's decided to do, instead of going out and buy a race gun, is buy himself a shotgun to go hunting with, take his dog hunting, um, and have most of his weekends to spend at home with his daughters. And that is fantastic. He is getting joy out of his chosen sport. Uh, it may not be the same sport. You know, you listening to this, you may want to go shoot a world shoot. You may be a gas. You may want to be a national champion. Uh, that's awesome. That's a great goal. You need to understand that that comes with with certain sacrifices, time wise, financially wise, all of that sort of thing. But you need to you you can choose that. No one else chooses that for you. You choose if you want to be the person who is completely addicted to this lifestyle, or the person who is a casual smoker with shooting, who who every so often has a has a puff now and then. So, yeah, I think that that really puts it into a good summity. Uh, and I think once you found a sport that you really enjoy, um, from seeing what you've seen and you've got the stuff that you can at least get going in it, find yourself a club that suits you, that's maybe the closest to you, that offers the sport that you want. Join it. You're going to have to pay some affiliation fees to the club, maybe a province, maybe a national body, maybe even an international body. And from there, just get involved in it. Start competing. And if you have the time, get involved in the club. Try help build the ranges if that's part of the sport. That's going to fast track how quickly you can learn the sport and how quickly you can learn the rules in your sport. So get your affiliations done, get involved, and start enjoying the sport for what it can offer you and what you can offer the sport. So other barriers of entry that I just sort of, while I was thinking about it, while Gaz was talking, is uh, there is the the uh, the physical um, you get guys who are slightly overweight. Um, <coughs> you get, <laughs> not to specific talk about GTVAC. Um, you have young children who are interested in getting into shooting. You have uh, people who are a little bit older and they think that I can't be competitive or I'm going to look bad or I'm too young, I can't get into this or I'm too old, I can't get into this. Um, th there might be a reasonable consideration where you perhaps can't be competitive at the top level of shooters but you sure as hell can be competitive at club level um, regardless of pretty much all of those things uh, there is also a sport for each and every one of you um, you you may find that one sport is too physically strenuous um, there are others that aren't as strenuous there are matches that are, are massively physical in in getting through them and being fast and, and winning but you also have matches that are pure precision um, if you go to a different sport where none of that physical stuff matters. Um, you can perform as well as someone who is in the prime of their life, peak physical condition. Uh, you can perform exactly as well as they can if you put in the time and the effort 
to build the skill. So don't let that stuff stop you. Because uh, of that, we, we have the occasional really young person who starts the, the, the sport. Um, I'm thinking about surname, surnames, kid. Mm. Um, they got started at indoor club shoots and they've been taught to be safe. And you have young children who are not just safe with firearms. They are super proficient. Um, d don't let age be a barrier. Uh, th there are guys who are advanced in age, who have th so most of them have been shooting a very long time, but that'll whip young guys who are coming into the sport who don't have the fundamentals down. They will get whipped by old dudes who, like, the skill is what matters. Don't let physical stuff stop you from getting into this. The other thing after that is if we get back to the equipment for just a moment, um, lots of guys are really curious about shooting sport, but then they go, isn't that bad for my gun? Uh, isn't that bad for this stuff? Isn't it bad for that stuff? Realistically, if you're starting out in sport, you are not going to shoot a gun to the point where it stops working. Um, you may end up shooting a gun to the point where it needs maintenance, and you should be maintaining your firearms, always, but you may be shooting a gun to where your maintenance schedule is slightly accelerated. You need to replace springs a little bit. Not more frequently in round count, but more frequently in, in sort of elapsed time. Um, you may need to occasionally replace magazines, depending on the sport that you're shooting. Uh, you may need to consider reloading your own ammunition to bring down costs so that you can participate uh, more regularly. But you're not going to break your equipment or wear your equipment out to the point where that is a, a concern. By the time that you get to the level of participation where you're wearing guns out, you no longer care about the guns. They are tools as they should be, and you're using them for what they were built. You're going you're gonna to notice in everyone's chat that, that that S word comes up all the time, and that, that's obviously safety. Uh, so that that's something to bear in mind all the time. And you know, we, we see, sometimes we see six-year-olds with better gun handling skill than 46-year-olds. Um, there's a couple of things to bear in mind, and, and some of this can be a little bit challenging, and, and sometimes we've got to be a little bit self-aware. You know, as a South African man, we are convinced we are born with the ability to pry a stake, drive a bucky, and shoot a pistol. Um, and oftentimes, we're not very good at, at any of those. And it's important to, to be aware of that and make sure that you understand safety as I said earlier, no, no one's going to care if you you have a miss on every target. They they might have a laugh with you, and and generally they're going to be laughing with you, not at you. Uh, as with any any walk of life, occasionally you're going to come across a person who's an unpleasant human being. Walk on by, just like you do with everything else. Don't don't go. Oh, I met so and so who does a sport, and I don't like him, so the sport must be bad. Uh, Chances are it's it's just it's just that person. As as a general rule, you're going to find people are nice. There's a there's a thing from Raylan Givings and Justified. If in the morning you meet an arsehole, he's an arsehole. If every person you meet during the day is an arsehole, guess what? You're an arsehole. Uh, but as a general rule, you're gonna you're gonna people are gonna want to help you. So don't be scared to ask. Um, as I say, understand the etiquette. Maybe. Listen twice as much as you speak. Uh, when you're starting out, maybe listen 10 times as much as you speak. Try and see how everything works. Try and see how, how the etiquette works of, of when people are chatting, when people are focusing on their game. Um, and then, yeah, 
ask guys questions. Some people are more talkative than others. Some people are more helpful than others. But it's a general rule. You'll see, you'll find guys who, who want to share with you. Uh, a little piece of advice, because I've seen this happen more than once. If it's your first match and you're asking a national champion something, try not tell him why he's wrong because you watched something on YouTube that disagreed with the man who just shot the time or the woman who just shot the stage 10 times faster than you. Um, pay attention to what they're doing. What they do may not necessarily work 100% for you. Um, what works for Gaz and me is different. We're built differently. We do things differently. So if I try and shoot Gaz's game, I'm not going to have a great match. If Gaz tries to shoot my game, he'll probably still have a great match because he's really good, but he's not going to have his best match, uh, which is why you want to widen that net. Get advice from, from people and, and watch what they're doing and, and get over the ego. Accept the fact that you may come last with your first match. That's awesome. The great thing with that is there's only one way from there. Um, and you can only go up from there. You could you can be working on on steadily working working your way up. And the fantastic thing with starting at any endeavor is the initial uh, improvements, if you make an effort, are dramatic. When you start out, you can go from a thirty percent shooter to a 60 percent shooter in almost no time at all, just by by putting a little bit of effort, putting in ten minutes of effort a day, and you'll see your improvement. Your, your 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 results improve dramatically. Uh, the 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 further along you get, the harder that becomes. If if you if you're a, a very high level shooter, every little percentage of improvement is a much bigger struggle. But it's great when you're starting out. You have this fantastic opportunity to make these leaps and bounds. Uh, so that's the approach to take to it. Not I'm going to wait until I'm good enough. Oh, I'm not good enough. If you're safe, you're good enough give it a go and it's also great incentive to get better getting better is uh, partly participation so actually doing the thing and the other side to getting better is observation uh, there, there are many things that people who are really great at the sport that you're interested in are doing that if you stand still and observe them when they're shooting, you'll pick up on a lot of things that they're doing that isn't immediately obvious, but is gaining them a competitive edge. Now, chances are that they're not the only people doing that. They're, they're not probably special in any way um, other than really dedicated, hardworking individuals. Um, most of them will be more than happy to post-match discuss with you what that thing is, why they do it, why they find it beneficial, and perhaps why it might not work for you. Uh, occasionally you have people who advise that you should do what the best shooter does uh, and that's probably not the way you should go. You might want to strive to one day doing what they do but the reality is that I can shoot a target 35 meters no problem. Um, if you're starting out you might want to run closer if you can. Um, it's not worth the risk of you know, missing the target completely because you don't have the skill built up to to make those kind of shots. Um, so seeing why the top shooter shot the thing from miles away when everyone else went closer, uh, observing that is a good thing. Seeing that, talking to them about it is a good thing. Purely copycatting them is maybe not the best thing that you can do. Um, move around between clubs as well. This is a, a, a different topic, but you may find that uh, you 
try out a sport and you don't like it. It might not be the sport. Uh, you have to realize that in each sport, every match is going to be different. For the most part, Steel Challenge might be the notable exception to that. Um, but every sport is, is going to have, every match is going to be substantially different. Um, and you'll find that clubs typically put on the kind of matches that they are either good at or that they want to shoot. So if you find a a place where the sport looks sort of interesting but doesn't quite meet the bar that you're looking for or, or make what you you want to make of the sport, perhaps just going to view that at a different club may improve things because you're going to see a different angle of the sport that you might not have seen there. Um, you typically get a greater variety in, in what the sport is about and see more of it at higher level matches. So if you live in a province where they're hosting a provincial match. If you can make arrangements to go and view a provincial match, even if you're not shooting it, uh, that'll teach you so much about whatever sport you've chosen because the, the general quality is going to be more in line with what the sport is about as you go up in the levels of, of size of match. And I think uh, let's... <laughs> Let's let's discuss that in a little bit more practical detail as well, because it's awesome to discuss all these these worthy concepts about what you should do. So let's let's look at it now. You're you're in the middle of lockdown if you're listening to this now. Maybe hopefully one day you're listening to this in the future and you're not in the middle of lockdown because eventually we've been allowed out of our houses. Um, and you've decided you want to get involved in the sport. The internet is your friend. Not everything on the internet is true, shocking, I know, but the internet is your friend. Uh, a lot of associations will have a website and I can only really, and most of us can only really speak with, with any sort of authority on a limited number of sports, but it, it's generally the same. There'll be a website. There should be some sort of contact details. There'll often be a list of clubs. Um, often your sport will have Facebook pages. Uh, join the Facebook page. Say to the guys, hi, I live in Bloemfontein and I want to get involved in IDPA. Are there any clubs around? And you'll find that guys will say, oh, awesome, we have this club. There might be a website. They might say, oh, we're shooting next week, Saturday. Um, that, there's, there's your end. Can I come watch? Uh, get hold, you know, if you need to get hold of, of the club, if you find a website and say, hi, when's your next match? Please, can I come watch? Pitch up with eye protection and ear protection because that, that's necessary. Uh, watch what's going on and, and, and pay attention. If, if, if you can shoot a match, that's great. You know, if, if, if you, you can shoot a match, it's not the greatest spectator sport in the world. So if you do have an opportunity to shoot a match, that's fantastic. Pay attention to the culture around you about the sport, people's involvement. If everyone else seems to be picking up brass off the ground, maybe there's a way that works. If everyone else is helping patch targets, maybe there's a way that works. Uh, if if people are in the steel, if... You know, with the scoring, you know, most most scoring nowadays is done with with tablets and that. Get involved. Don't don't be. You know, you meet the guy who two years later says, "Oh, I don't know how the tablet works." Well, you know how your cell phone works. You can phone and order a pizza. You can probably work out the tablet. If if you're involved with like that, if your club requires you to build ranges, break down ranges, all of that sort of stuff. Those are the things that are going to endear you to people. Those, you know, people will remember that so and so came through. No one's going to remember your score, but they're going to go, you know, 
she came to her first shoot. She was helping pack. She was helping pick up. He was helping with this. They were paying attention to the scoring. They were asking questions. Um, and those people are welcome in, generally welcome in anyone's squad. Uh, so whatever your sport is, you, you need to go through and do it. You know, there's the, the old Taoist thing about a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. You need to go do it. You don't want to, and I've met people who five years later are still talking about how they want to go start shooting. Uh, so there, there's some sort of practical lines as to how you can you can go get involved, see how things are working, see what people are doing, uh, and you're welcome to to hit any of us up on on whatever sort of social media platforms. I'm sure we're going to get a Facebook page up for this soon. Actually, I need to do that. Um, but yeah, find your sport, see if it's got a Facebook page. That's a great way to interact with people. Um, see see how these things work see see who who will you know ask the questions and see who answers it yeah i think that that's a good thing um one thing to keep in mind is that when you have decided on a sport and you are joining a club or you're going to start shooting your first match or you're going to shoot a tryout match the club's most likely going to ask you to do some sort of safety orientation class before you shoot that match don't let your ego get in the way of that. Do the safety training. They want to make sure that you're going to be safe for all of the current members and that you're going to be safe for yourself so that everybody can have a safe day and everybody can have a fun day with that. Picking up on the safety a little bit further, when you attend a match, it being your first match that you're actually competing in or being a spectator, be aware that most sports and most shooting ranges have very specific requirements around the condition and carry of your firearms. Uh, you cannot show up at the sport that we're primarily involved in, IPSC. You cannot walk around most ranges with a loaded firearm on you. You need to go to the unloading bay, the hot box, unload your firearm, and carry it in an unloaded condition. Uh, be mindful of that fact. You may be asked to leave if you if you don't follow the rules of the sport, uh, even if you're not competing. Uh, it's, it's in the interest of safety. Uh, we are gun people, and we don't want to be a nanny state, but sports have rules, and they have rules for a reason. We need to comply with them. Um, the, the same thing is sort of relevant to clothing. Uh, some sports may allow you to dress however you feel like, um, others have strong opinions about you looking like you are busy with guerrilla warfare. Um, dress like you would dress if you go out into the streets, if you're going to go watch, look like a normal dude. Don't show up in your full ghillie suit with your AR slung on your back. Um, that's counterproductive. Dress the way you normally would, show up with your gun, Find someone to advise you on the condition your firearm needs to be in before you enter the range, if at all possible. Um, best is to try and ask those questions up front, and people will be very receiving and help you uh, from that point onwards. Safety needs to be at the top of everyone's mind when it comes to firearms, uh, because it's, like T said, it's not like getting hit in the head with a tennis racket. This is, th these are deadly instruments they're not used with some sensible safety in place um, when you get onto the shooting range be mindful of where you walk don't climb up on berms for instance they're there for a reason do not go up on them 
um, be sure that you always stay behind the firing line. Do not get in front of the shooters. That is bad. Um, usually where people are congregated will be safe, but like if you're standing away from a group, just you know, look around, make sure that you're not in like the wrong place. If there's a thing in front of you that vaguely resembles a target, you've probably fucked up and you need to move to the other side of the bay. <laughs> you know, we and something to bear in mind, we harp on the safety thing, but shooting is one of the safest sports around. We have we have far less injuries than I, I think people probably people more people probably get hurt playing golf than than get hurt in shooting. And it's because we're so we we're so anal about safety. So it's 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 not we're not going on about this because it's super dangerous and and oh you've got to be so careful and wear 14 layers of Kevlar and it's not that. It's it's simply a case of if we apply these these rules, we keep it as a safe sport. Uh, and and that's really important. So if you if you're gonna go shoot your first match as opposed to spectate, there's a couple of things that not everyone tells you, you're not gonna see by reading the rule book, but that makes sense. One is introduce yourself to the people in your squad. Um it's just politeness and don't be shy. You know, you don't often they'll know each other. There might be a little bit of joking and, and ribbing and that sort of thing. Um, but introduce yourself, let them know who you are, let them know you if it's your first match, say, Hey guys, my name is and this is my first match. And you will find that a whole lot of people will want to help you. That sometimes can be a bit annoying because everyone will uh you, you may have 20 people giving you advice on how to do stuff. That, that's better than everyone ignoring you. But tell them that you're new. So if you're new and your name comes up first to shoot the stage first, don't be scared to go, guys, I've never done this before. Can, can I see someone else do it? Can we move me to the back of the line? Uh, it's a very, very, I've never in my life at a club shoot seen anyone have a problem with that. Uh, don't be afraid to let people know that this is your first match. You don't know how things work. It could be, hard, you know, if it's a, on an IDPA match, do I shoot the targets with the hands or the targets without the hands? Uh, you know, it, it can be something as silly as that. You don't know and, and you're not, you know, ignorance is never a bad thing. Um, we're all ignorant about some topics. It's when you cling to your ignorance that it becomes a problem. But if you don't know, let people know. Let people know that this is this is your first experience with it. They're going to. I can almost guarantee you, with with probably 99 percent of the shooters that I know, they will be so happy that you want to take part in this thing that's so important to them. That they are the only thing they're going to do is smother you with kindness, trying to make sure that you have a good time. So do that. If it's your third or fourth match, say I'm still new at this. I still I'm still not. You know. Don't be two years in and go, well, I can't go first because I'm new. Uh, but if, you, if you're starting out, if, you, if you're getting the hang of things, let the range officer know. They'll, they'll generally be, depending on the sport, there'll be some sort of official there who's running the timer or running the scoring and running the stage and making sure that everything's run safely. Say to them, hi, this is my first match. Some, some clubs you'll be put in a squad with new shoes they'll be let know some clubs they're going to throw in a squad and say go shoot with those those five people say i say to the ro hi my name is so and so this is my first match how does this work ask questions if you're not sure there's no such well there is such a thing as a stupid question but they're really pretty rare so if you're not sure you're not sure if you can shoot this target from there or if you can do this thing like this rather be the guy who asks a million questions and listens to the answer than the person who tries to pretend that they know more than they do 
and ends up not having a good time because that's not fun for anyone and especially not for you. So some of the, the concerns around rules and things will be covered at, in some detail at the uh, safety orientation that Garrett was talking about earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to forgive our colleague Gaz a little bit. Um, he is a, a hell of a shooter, but he's quite humble um, and he's pretty shy. So we, we have to drag, uh, some, sometimes we have to drag the talkies out of him. Uh, but pay attention when he talks because it's worth listening. And, and over time, I'm sure you'll hear him talk more and more. And if you meet him on the range, he will talk a little bit more. Uh, but uh, Gaz is, uh, we're very lucky to have him. We're very glad to have him joining us with this and uh, pay attention when he talks. Uh, that's about it for the show. I think uh, we, we may have repeated ourselves a little bit and for that I apologize, but it is something that we're passionate about. So we get a little bit excited and we're passionate about sharing this with, with all of you. So uh, forgive us if, if we have repeated ourselves, um, but uh, we, hope to, we hope you got something out of this. We hope you found this educational and entertaining and, and vaguely informative. Um, well, if you've listened this far, hopefully those three things will apply. Um, please uh, subscribe on whatever podcast uh, device you use. I, I don't know what all of them are, but whatever you listen to this on, press the subscribe button. If it has a rating system, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating if we deserved it. Um, and it costs you the same as giving us one star, so what the hell. Uh, our next show will be coming out pretty soon after this, just depending on schedules. So we'll try and get that out as quickly as we can. And that'll be a slightly different track. We'll be discussing everyday carry. Um, we'll have more of the gear talk that everyone likes. We all kind of want to talk about other stuff, but everyone likes gear. So we'll make sure we give you a whole lot of gear discussion for that. Um, look after each other. Be safe out there. And thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, everyone. Cheers.